You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. How about a fun story before we go into the actual handicaps? Uh, the NBA is going to be using an all-new LED floor for all- All-Star Weekend. Man, every time I think the NBA is going to stop like innovating and stop doing new things, they're like, nah, we're going to do an LED floor. Because <laughs> for me, older generation here, I feel like the uniforms are too much. And they're always like, we've yeah. got 17 alternate uniforms. I'm like, how do I even tell which team is which? You're watching the game from across the the living room. You're like, okay, why are the Timberwolves that color? Like, that's not their colors. So, like, this is just another thing that they're trying to do to be, like, no, young and new and hip, I guess. But do you think this will mess with the players' uh, depth perception at all? I think that was my first question. I That was the first question I had, too, which is, this will be cool. And I guess it's been used overseas a little bit. So they've tested it before to the point where Mm -hmm. they know, okay, this works, it's safe. But I thought, when are they going to activate it, right? Like, that's the thing to me. Like, if someone hits a three-point shot and then, boom, neon lights right in my eyes, it's like, whoa, 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 this is going to throw me off. So what is it, photosensitivity, where I'm trying to focus on knocking down these shots and I've got these lights flashing in my face? I think it can be cool but I think what they need to do is make sure that this doesn't happen like after a shot is made. They need to let the contest be the contests. And then once those are done, you light up the floor, everyone cheers. Or when someone finishes some sort of drill, skills competition, whatever, then you use it. But if they use it just after someone does something impressive or knocks down a shot, then it's going to be super distracting. And then it could be a disaster. I guess so. I hope nobody has like you know, photosensitivity in this group or right. anything with their eyes. They're like, oh my God, am I high? Maybe they should all like get high before the game. Maybe they should all drop oh. acid. Be like, this is going to be the best game ever. Yeah. Oh, then it's like, Steph, Steph, we need you to shoot. Nah, man, I'm just going to sit here and just enjoy this. This is great. Sabrina has got 33 points. I know, but it doesn't really matter. I don't have anything to prove. Ooh, what is that green? <laughs> you need to get mesmer. I'll tell you one thing. If you smoked or you dropped acid before sitting on that court or looking at that court, you'd stare for hours. Well, we've complained about how high the totals are in these all-star games and how there is no defense. Maybe this is the X factor. Maybe this is the yeah. only semblance of defense we will see. Is the court distracting players? from you know shooting correctly but we'll see i'll tune into all-star weekend it's usually a fun one with the dunk contest and everything and it's coming up uh usually always 
around Valentine's Day. All right, let's get into tonight's games. Let's start in Indiana. Pacers and Warriors squaring off. Indiana laying six and a half, total of 251 and a half. The Warriors coming off a back-to-back. And as I was perusing ESPN this morning, I saw the headline that said this. Steve Kerr says Dub's current group can be, quote, special. I said, come on, man. Like, mm, <laughs> special? Because you beat the Sixers? All right. The Sixers without Joel Embiid, and you're like, oh, let's change our course. This group can be special. Compared to what? Like, maybe compared to the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies, but not the special that we have been used to seeing coming out of the Bay Area. And I get that, you know, coach has to say whatever he needs to to motivate his group, but do you believe the Warriors are now back on the right track? I wouldn't say that. I pre- I love Steve Kerr, and I-, I love how honest he is, which I know it's I- irony for me to say honest when maybe there's a little hyperbole here. But also, that's what a coach has to do. I do not gr- agree that the Warriors are somehow going to be the Warriors. I'm not going to say the the window has completely closed, but this is a different Warriors team. You know what I mean? Like Clay's on the bench. He's having his worst season ever. And Steve Kerr has been playing with the lineup a little bit. I, I think I think ultimately Golden State can get better. I think they can improve. Mm-hmm. I think that we can see a more efficient club than we saw early in the season because that's what's happening right now. Steve Kerr is saying, all right, we're going to shift things. We're going to switch things up. And we're going to play with different rotations. And we're going to try things differently than we have because we're an older squad. And also some of these older players, even though they're Hall of Famers, aren't playing at a level that they used to play at. So I think he's seeing that there is a path for us to be better than we have been. But I don't necessarily think that means that the ceiling is we're competing for an NBA title. And he does have a point. Like, they still have some accomplished players. Obviously, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green have won titles. But we see this all the time in sports. Dynasties don't last forever. And it just feels like the clock has kind of struck midnight on the Golden State Warriors. And here's also while we're kind of rolling our eyes, because Golden State just overall has not been, you know, that great of a team this year. They're 23 and 25. They're not even sitting at 500 this year. So let's get into this particular game just for a quick second. I will say Golden State has been covering numbers. Four and one against the spread in the last five games. Indiana has some big question marks tonight. Tyrese Halliburton, uh, questionable with possible rest in this game. But again, Golden State coming off a back-to-back. So, Jenks, is there a play here you like? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Maybe the over is the right way to go here. 251? I know. I know. It's so high. That's the thing. I was hoping – I can never set numbers. I'm terrible at this. I was like, yeah, maybe we get like a 244. And then I woke up this morning. I was like 251 and a hook. But I will say – if you're looking at trends and you don't want to look at trends blindly, I know, but these are two of the top three over teams in the league. The Pacers are the best team in the league when playing to the over, but on a back-to-back night, oh man. And that this total is ridiculous. 251 and a hook. I like the over, but I can't, I can't bet a total this high. I mean, I can, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it seems too high for my taste, especially on a back-to-back. Like, maybe that's when Mm -hmm. you start to look at the under. But again, these are two teams that can play at a quick pace, can score a lot, and sometimes defense 
mm, is a little, you know, optional. So I think it's going to be a stay away from me. Uh, just from um, a props angle, there are some good matchups here. Uh, we know the Pacers have been really generous to opposing shooting guards, giving up the most points of any team in the league to opposing shooting guards. So maybe it could be a big props night for some of the guys on the Warriors, but I don't like playing props for guys who are on the second leg of a back-to-back. Yeah. thought Jonathan Kaminga would be the call last night. I think he went under by like two points. Maybe he has a game tonight where he returns to his hot streak that he has been on, kind of under the radar. I know he's not one of the big names to say on the Warriors, but has been a nice little stretch here for Jonathan Kaminga. Let's go to New York. Knicks and Mavericks squaring off. Dallas laying four and a half, total 230 and a half. Jenks, I feel like the Knicks have been one of your squads. Do you like them getting points at home tonight? I do like the Knicks getting points. Now, this is tough because the Mavs have been awesome on the road this season. Like, very, very good. But the Knicks have been very, very good to me. They've been balling. I mean, I think this is a legitimate dark horse in the Eastern Conference, especially when they get Julius Randle back in the lineup. And obviously, that's built into the number here that he's not playing. But I think as far as matchups go, if you're the Knicks, what you do is you put OG Ananobi and you you match him up against Luka to try and slow Luka down. And I think that will be enough to cover the number. At least that's my hope. The Knicks have been great at covering the number. They've been good every time that I bet on them. And we need to make sure Ananobi plays. You just put this in the chat, which is true. He is questionable. If he plays, I like the Knicks. If he doesn't, it's a stay away from me. This seemed like a line that was too good to be true, like when you see it. And so immediately you look at the injury report, and I think that's why the number is where it is. Not only are they missing Julius Randle, Josh Hart is probable, and he's had a nice little stretch, at least when it comes to rebounding. Maybe you look there just because the Mavs are not a great rebounding team down low. OG Ananobi is out for this one. Jalen Brunson, questionable for this one. Mitchell Robinson continues to be out. And then you look at the Dallas side, Luka Doncic, probable with a nose injury, Kyrie Irving, probable. So how many question marks does it take for you to not bet on a game? I think that's what it's going to be for me. Too many question marks. And that's probably going to yeah. be a trend that we see going into the all-star break. There are going to be some guys, especially for these big name teams that are going to maybe yeah. take some breathers. So maybe this is the time to play those teams that aren't the big names, but the middle market teams that are still fighting for some good records. And speaking of, T-Wolves squaring off with the Bucks tonight. Milwaukee, uh, short favorites at home, minus one and a half. Total of 228 and a half. We are running short on time. But Jenks, mm-hmm. is there something that better should know before betting on this game? Well, I would just say, do you really want to bet on the Bucks right now I mean I wouldn't you don't know who's gonna play Chris Middleton banged up his ankle the other night Damian Lillard was out the other night Brooke Lopez has missed the past couple of games Doc Rivers has one win since taking over so I don't understand this line I I, I cannot back Milwaukee until I see more from these guys I'm on the team Wolves Ugh. At some point, the Bucks are going to start winning games. But you're right. They They're really banged up. Chris Middleton's out. Whew. It is a gauntlet trying to handicap the NBA these days. But you know what? We're doing our best. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.